Well, the first half of the NHL season is done and over with. We'll be talking about how the Lightning did, as well as we'll be continuing Nikita Kucherov's conversation and case for the MVP. All that coming up and more on Locked on Lightning. Your Locked on Lightning, your daily podcast on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to another episode of Locked On Lightning, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Adam Danker. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Locked On Lightning. Just a reminder that today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. Today, we're taking a look back as we are now at least for the Lightning, in the All-Star break. Uh, we take a look back on their first uh, half of the season. We also take a look at the end of the show as well as, you know, expectations for the final uh, 32 games of the season for them as well as checking in on, you know, some things around the Nikita Kucherov Hart Trophy conversation, uh, especially some comments that Steven Stamkos made last year. Uh, I believe it was on Friday, so we'll talk, take a look at that as well. But just a reminder, please go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. Give us a follow wherever podcast are distributed in audio form. We're also available on YouTube, so go ahead and subscribe to the channel. So we're taking a look at the first half of the Lightning's season. Uh, and, and I will say I'll start off the bat, and I, and I think I could probably speak for a lot of Lightning fans that really it – it is really a surprise where the Lightning are right now in the season. And really, you have to really chalk it up to the resilience of this team. I mean, we speak about it time and time again, almost on a yearly basis about how, or really, even if it's not, you're not seeing it on the on the ice, or at least talking about it in terms of, of maybe hopes. And that is the resilience of this team overruling any struggles that they have uh, or or even, you know, outside forces, whether it be the strength of the schedule or maybe some just, you know, the, the lightning don't match up well against a certain team. And I, I will say that if you would have told me back in October, especially maybe towards the end of the, the month, that the Lightning would be in the top three in the division or or that they will be come the All-Star break. I, I don't think I would have completely discounted it. I think that more so I would have said, oh, I guess Andre Vasilevsky came back and, and got back to his, his Vezina Trophy winning ways and, and really came out and became a, a dominant goaltender. Well, as we all know by now, that's not really so much the case. Uh, Vazzy is is kind of been, I will say, average this year, uh, but just good enough to where the Lightning over the last couple of weeks have really done a phenomenal job of not only staying in the in the hunt for a playoff position in the wild card, because as we've talked about many times on this show, that 
the the wild card is probably the worst race you could get into and that's not only hockey that's probably every sport because you go from the division race you know you're going up against teams that you're going to be playing a lot of so you're kind of somewhat in control of your destiny whereas you get into the conversation you get into the wild card race it's a little different because now you're worrying about teams that you're playing as well as outside you know matchups and and you almost get into the habit of of scoreboard watching which is something i don't think any fan base wants to do but you know that's just the reality of the situation and I will say where the Lightning are this season is not completely in their control. Um, I've spoke about it numerous times on this show, how really, and, and even the last couple of years, the, the need for the Lightning to continuously get better and improve their team. And it really comes down to the fact that the other teams in this division are improving. They're getting better on a yearly basis. Uh, we've and, and even some of the teams that have been good in this division for a while are are just staying where they are. I mean, you look at the Boston Bruins, we kind of figured over the last couple of years, especially last year, that they were going to take a step back. Obviously, that wasn't the case. And then this year, we thought with the retirement of Patrice Bergeron, they were going to take another step back. They've, they've, you know, they're not up to par to where they were last year. I don't think so at this point. Um, last year, I think they were kind of like running away with the division at that point. I think it really was just... It was just a battle for second place at that point. But they're number one in the division. You got the Panthers who are coming off a phenomenal playoff run who are in second place. And then, you know, we all know about the Toronto Maple Leafs, a team that very day and night, just like the Tampa Bay Lightning. The Lightning do have that check mark checked off in the goalie department where Toronto has continuously just – I don't know whether it's just because they – they have a ton of contracts or just they just put their faith on the wrong goaltenders or whatever the case may be. I mean, it could be a lot of other things. If you want to go check in on locked on uh, Toronto Maple Leafs, you're more than welcome for an answer. But uh, a team that I have at times said, or at least, you know, probably referenced in a way that, you know, this isn't a team that, is as good as maybe everybody thinks they are. Yeah, they have the names, they have the players, um, but it, it's it's a whole different story when you're trying to get that all together to win. And, you know, goaltending aside, that team does not play very well uh, as a team. And, and, on, and in the same breath, I mean, they do have a lot of holes where I think, you know, the lightning, I think that's what's also the, the, the frustrating part about the lightning when they falter at times is that really what it comes down to is that this team is immensely talented. And when you see other teams like the Toronto Maple Leafs or, you know, other teams like the Detroit Red Wings who are a good team, but I don't necessarily think are there just yet. Um, when we're going into the month of December or whatever month it was where the lightning weren't even in a playoff spot for a couple of days, it's, it's frustrating because, like I always say on this show, this Lightning team, there's games where against a handful of teams in this league where if, you know, it's a toss-up, um, if the Lightning win or lose those games, it's it's better if they win, obviously. But if they lose, it's not the end of the world because those teams are good. Uh, and then there's other games in which they should win. So when the Lightning don't win the games that they should win, it makes it, it kind of makes that process of evaluating this team all that more frustrating. But 
all things considered, when we look at where the Lightning are now and, and what kind of road they faced up into this point in the season, right now they stand through 50 games, uh, 59 points. They're seven away up from, from Florida. I don't think that the Lightning are going to catch up to Boston as well as I don't think Florida is going to catch up to Boston. Uh, right now, like I've stated multiple times, really what the the thought process should be for Tampa is to hold on to that third spot in the division because then we don't have to get into that whole watching scoreboard scenario if you're in the wild card. Like I said, you know, you don't want to get into that. That's just like not a good thing for this team, a team that really should be just be focusing on continuing to play well, to continue to carry over performances, which they have over the last couple of games and really over the last couple of weeks have really done a phenomenal job uh, in their last 10, especially eight and two uh, over that 10 game stretch and, and really uh, just an all around good team effort. So really you want to hang on to that spot and let Toronto and Detroit, as well as the Islanders and, and Penguins and Devils, let those teams beat up each other because those games are going to be a lot more charged when they play each other because, you know, you're always going to have wild card standings in the back of your mind, whereas a Lightning could kind of continue to build upon performances from night to, on a night-to-night -night basis and, and really focus on, on two things. Focus on distancing yourself from Detroit or Toronto, whoever decides to leapfrog each other in that, in that wild card race because – yeah, that does have implications for the Lightning. You know, whoever is at the top of the wild card, whether it be Detroit, Toronto, that's the team is that's going to be behind you in the division, as well as maybe try to keep Florida within striking different uh, distance. You know, if you could get to that number two spot, that's great. Um, I think Florida is a very good team. I think that they're a team that is very tough. Very, I, I think they found their killer instinct, especially after having that deep playoff run last year, I think that they are a team that needs to be taken seriously now. You know, I, I think that gone are the days of the Panthers being the little brother in the state of Florida in terms of being a hockey team. Um, and, and that's a good thing. That's a good thing for the rivalry. That's a good thing for the Lightning as well as obviously for the Florida Panthers. So uh, if I had to give this first half, of the Lightning season through the first 50 games, if I had to give it a grade, I would say the Lightning have a B minus. I think that, you know, if if they got off to a better start and we didn't have so much problems with the defense, because really at the end of the day, that's the thing I think that's holding this Lightning team back and and from 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 progressing in the standings. I think if the Lightning defense was as solid uh, this year as it was in years past. Maybe we could have a conversation about possibly Tampa Bay getting to that second spot, maybe even making a play for the first spot in the division. Um, but given how slow they started off and, you know, Andre Vasilevsky not really playing like he should be or as like we all expect him to be, at the end of the day, I really think that this is the best case scenario for this team. I mean, it could be totally worse. I mean, at times, like I said, if you've been following this podcast for a while, especially this year, this this team has played at times where they really don't deserve to be in the playoffs. And, and I've, on a number of instances, have said that at that point in time, granted, 
I was just going off of recency bias. I didn't think that this Lightning team not only deserved to make the playoffs, but thought that they weren't going to. And yeah, this is great. I mean, this is great where they are and and they have the week off to kind of recharge, refresh and 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 kind of, you know, take a look at what they've done and and then they get to pick it back up next week in New York against the Rangers and the Islanders. Uh, two very good teams, especially the Rangers, who kind of a little bit of a skid right now for them. And then the, the Islanders, who, if you remember last week, I stated that with the addition of Patrick Waz, their head coach, a team that is very dangerous and could be very tough to play uh, in future matchups. So, as always, let me know in the comments below what you think about that, uh, how you feel about the first half of the season thus far, as well as drop in the comments below. We're, we're trying to figure out some sort of live uh, in-time platform that we could all continue the conversation, not just in the YouTube comments, whether it be Discord or whatever app. I would love to hear all your your uh, your input from that. So coming up in just a little bit, we're going to talk about Nikita Kucherov, uh, as well as the comments that Steven Stamkos said on Friday and, you know, as well as, you know, what that means in terms of, you know, is he right? Is he wrong? Is it maybe a little bit biased? Is it a little bit of both? We'll talk about that coming up in just a little bit. But first, I want to talk about our friends, our first sponsors of today's show. And that is our friends over at eBay Motors. Now, listen, passion, drive, and patience is what brings home the winning trophy. Is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die. You'll always find exactly what you need or what you're looking for with eBay Guaranteed Fit. Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need and all the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. So as always, I want to thank you all for making us your first listen of the day. If you haven't already done so, please go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. Give us a follow wherever podcast. Artist should be in audio form. Also, subscribe to our channel on YouTube. Drop that comment below. How are you feeling about the first half of the season now that it's concluded? We get to take a step back right now this week and kind of look at what the lightning season is as for what it is now. You know, what, what we have now for the most part is what we'll have for the rest of the season. I mean, really, you don't really see a lot of times in NHL history where teams are making a complete drastic 180 for the better. Uh <laughs> After the trip, after the uh, All Star break, usually it's for the worst, but I don't expect that at this point in time. I think the Lightning have found their niche in terms of what they want to do and how they want to play and what kind of team they they want to be, and that's a good thing. Uh, like I said, the Lightning are eight and two in their last ten, and it's all in part and in a huge part to Nikita Kucherov, who once again, you know, I've always said this about him. Uh, from from day one of Locked on Lightning, that when that guy is healthy, he is top five best player in the league, without a doubt. I mean, when you look at what he's done, his, res- it, his, his resume really speaks for itself. And, and it was interesting because we've been talking on this show all season long about how 
he's really made a case for himself for the MVP. We had a conversation last week, really, about uh, what constitutes an MVP, what constitutes a player when we're talking about in not only in hockey, but I think in sports, you know, is, is an MVP just outright the best player in the league or is he, do you also kind of look at how he, how he affects his team, you know, is, is playoffs or, or where you are in the standings? Does that play a role? I think it does to a certain degree. Uh, granted, we have seen in baseball, most famously how um, Mike Trout, MVP, multiple MVP winner, play on the Angels, and they're absolutely terrible. Uh, hockey, it's a little bit different. Um, and But it was interesting last Friday, and I'm not going to go into the actual comments themselves, but I will paraphrase it uh, to a little bit. Steven Stamkos was, was interviewed after a game last week, and the comments actually, I saw them Friday. Um, and I actually didn't hear them until uh, another lockdown host texted me and, and made brought them my brought them to my attention. And he was asked after a game about how he felt that maybe there was really not a lot of fanfare surrounding the Kitakutrop season, what kind of season he was having. And it was an interesting side to see from Stamkos, because I think for the most part, when we've heard him talk about whether his his teammates or whether it be just the team in general, you don't really see a lot of emotion from him. Um, he is one of the emotional leaders of this team, but you don't really see him really, really show it on his sleeve when he's being discussed when he's discussing it in public, especially in front of a camera. And he came out and really flatly said that you know it's a little ridiculous at this point that not a lot is being spoken about when we talk about Nikita Kucherov's season. I mean, we've spoken about it numerous times on this show. It's almost like it's a daily occurrence here. And he was saying how, yeah, even though Tampa Bay, many would, would consider Tampa Bay to be a small market team. Um, they've accomplished a whole ton to where they should be, you know, more out there. And, and especially with hit the season they're having, as opposed to, with what he's been doing personally, what Kucherov's been doing, um, it's kind of ridiculous at this point. And, and I have to agree with him. You know, there is a little bias there. I will agree. And there's definitely some bias when I talk about it. I mean, it's a Tampa Bay Lightning podcast. What do you expect? Um, but I will say from, you know, I've, and, and if you've been a listener of Locked On for a while, you know, I used to do the Locked On NHL uh, national show on Thursdays with Chris Masilli. Uh, who is currently the host of Locked On Colorado Avalanche. And, you know, we used to have that conversation all the time with McKinnon and Kucherov and, you know, McDavid and, and all these other guys who are big-name NHL stars. But, I mean, the stats don't lie. You know, it, it's it's a little ridiculous because we, when I first brought brought up the conversation, I believe this was maybe um, – it, it had to have been maybe early December, mid-December or something around there. I, I, I brought it up, you know, because I feel like – at that point, you know, we could kind of start to talk about stats and all this and that. And and Cooch has really been in the in the top uh, of the league for really the entire season when it comes to to, to points and 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 goals. You know, we say it here. You know, Nikita Kucherov isn't exactly a big time goal scorer. He's going to have over forty goals this year. He could possibly hit fifty. Uh, we'll see about that. Right now, he sits at thirty two, which is fourth overall in the entire league uh as for points he is one above nathan mckinnon 
And then when you look at assist, he's he's tied with McKinnon. So he's at the top of two out of the three stats that you would use to evaluate players. And my question to the average NHL fan, because I'm sure there's a there's a number of uh, listeners and, and watchers of this podcast that are not necessarily lightning fans, but are just hockey fans and want to hear about conversations, especially about coach. Where do you view him? Because I mean, how can you not look at the game of hockey in an unbiased way? And, and, you know, if you were to make your, your, your top three right now, or if you had to pick your MVP winner right now, I want you to make the, the argument for why it wouldn't be Kucherov. Because you look at where the other players that are in the conversation, and that's a whole nother conversation within itself as to who really deserves to be in the top three of the Hart Trophy. Uh, if I had, if it was under my control, it would be Kucherov, McKinnon, and probably Pasternak. Um, probably. I mean, I know there's going to be a good amount of people that are going to say Conor McDavid should be in the conversation and you know, not right now because I don't – yeah, they're they're on a phenomenal win streak. But at the same time, I mean, it, the, the argument that is being made for and, – and maybe, you know, now that I say this, we could add McDavid because I feel like to a certain degree uh, Edmonton and Tampa are having similar seasons. At one point they were both out of it, and because of these guys uh, – McDavid and and Kucherov, those teams would probably not be in the third spot of the divisions. But if you're going to make that conversation, you look at the stats and and McDavid is very ways away from where Kucherov is. And a lot of people are going to use excuses for, well, you know, he was injured. And, And I have an issue with that. I have an issue with People making excuse, and I've seen this on a yearly basis. Um, people making the excuse, well, McDavid should be the MVP because without him, the Oilers would be not in a playoff position or not where in the standings where they should be. Okay, that's great. That's all good and fun. But then why not make that excuse or that argument for Nikita Kucherov being in the Hart Trophy? Because that could easily be the same conversation or same argument, which it is for Cooch to be the Hart Trophy winner. You look at him. I mean, we spoke about this last week. If you take him out of the lineup, where is Tampa Bay? Definitely not in the third spot in the division. Most people would probably agree not even close to a playoff position, not even close to a wild card spot. So... My question to all of you, whether you're a Tampa Bay Lightning fan or not, why is it okay to make one argument for one guy and one argument, another argument, or why doesn't the argument you make for McDavid not apply to Kucherov, especially when they have similar uh, situations with their team? Now, one would say, well, because the Oilers aren't as probably well as built as maybe Tampa Bay, you know, they're not as deep. They don't have good goaltending. And my my thing, my issue with that is that, okay, okay, that's where you have to stop the conversation about what this guy has around him. Because then 
we can make that convert we can make that argument for a number of players around the league well really he's the lifeblood of the of the team but they're not in the standings where they should be or or he has to do a lot more than he should be because of where his and or how his team is built i mean you could you could apply that to a number of teams around the league i mean a number of players around the league and so that's where i really think it gets construed uh but at the same time if we're going to use stats as well as standings as as a really just a a basis for the argument then really there's no reason why kucherov really at this point in time should not be considered uh the, the number one candidate for the Hart Trophy. And I think that really at the end of the day, that makes Steven Stamkos' comments that much more relevant. And, you know, this all this talk, and, and but the only thing I, I don't agree with Stamkos and his comments is that at this point in time, we can't consider Tampa Bay a small market team because they've won multiple championships. Uh, for three years, they were the best team in the league. They, they have multiple players that are going to be Hall of Famers. Um, they've really done a phenomenal job of building the fan base in just not even Tampa Bay, in Florida, the fan base for hockey uh, to where it is now. Um, without Tampa Bay, there's no Florida Panthers. So really, I, I, I think that the whole small, small market thing with all these other side arguments – I think it's BS when, when really what it comes down to. I think just people want McDavid to be the the MVP on a, on a yearly basis just because that's probably the easier choice because of how badly put together that Edmonton team is, and I think that's ridiculous. So let me know in the comments below what how you feel about that. I mean, we're going to hear this argument over and over and over again until the season is over or until at least maybe McDavid because McDavid's going to get his stats that's just how it is I mean he's a very good player Nathan McKinnon's a very good player um, at the end of the day whoever gets selected there's always going to be a group of people uh, that are going to think these other players were snubbed uh, from from getting their their flowers and you know what? That's just the nature of it. So let me know in the comments below what you think, how you feel about the other candidates. Is there maybe someone that I'm leaving out of this MVP trophy race uh, for the Hart Trophy? So we'll, we'll we'll talk about it more, I'm sure, as the season continues to unfold. So it, in just a little bit, we're going to talk about our expectations for the remaining 32 games of the NHL season, at least for the Lightning. Um coming up in just a bit but first i want to talk about our last sponsors of the day and that is our friends over at FanDuel. now the super bowl is just right around the corner we got niners we got chiefs uh for me i'm going to be rooting all the way for the 49ers because you know let's face it the whole taylor swift storyline has ruined uh my experience and i'm going to bet heavy this upcoming super bowl on the 49ers and you can too with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch and grabbing your favorite football snacks and placing some super bets. Uh, I love Super Bowl Sunday just because, you know, every year we have a family tradition where we, whatever team we're rooting for, I mean, we're Giant fans, but the Giants don't make it every year. We like to eat the 
cuisine or whatever food is known for from that city. So when the when the Cincinnati Bengals were in it, we had Cincinnati chili. Uh, this year, not sure yet. We haven't decided. But it's another tradition in my family to bet as heavily as possible on the Super Bowl. And we do it with FanDuel because FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a W or two or three. Not only can you bet on who will win the Super Bowl on Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel could also have bets for which players score a touchdown, how many points will be scored, and so much more. New customers who join today will get $200 in bonus bets if their first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. So as always, I want to thank you all for making us your first listen of the day. If you haven't already done so, please go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. Give us a follow wherever podcasts are distributed in audio form. We're also available on YouTube. Go ahead, subscribe to the channel, drop a comment below, hit that thumbs up button and hit that notification button as well. So as soon as the newest episode drops, you'll be notified. So we just got done talking about coach who's having a phenomenal season could very well, I think, hit the 120-point mark, could possibly get 50 goals. I think if he gets 50 goals, he's going to have over 120 points. He's leading the league right now in assists as well, um, tied with Nathan McKinnon. But it, 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 that's a whole other conversation that we just had that we'll continue to have. But now we look towards the remaining 32 games of the NHL season for the Tampa Bay Lightning because – this team got off to a slow start. You know, they actually they obviously had a lot of things working against them. Uh, Andre Vasilevsky was out for a portion of the season. Right now, they got a lot of things working out against working against them. Right now, they got some some very uh, important players who are on the bench right now and not looking to play anytime soon. Eric Chernak, who's been out since the eleventh, we got. Hayden Fleury, who's been out since December. Tanner Janot, who's been out since the 6th. We got Sergachev, who hasn't played in well over a month. Austin Watson, not really worried about that. But you get the point. They're down bad right now, but they're making the best of what they got with. And and eating two in their last 10. And like I always say, you know, the Lightning need to take advantage of games uh, that they could very well win or, and are capable of winning because the – really the schedule doesn't get any easier from there. You know, in the NHL, there's no such thing as an easy stretch. Every team, regardless of whether they're first in the division or if they're down towards the lottery spots, it it's not going to be an easy night. I have said in numerous shows that really, I think it's almost really the teams that are on the lower of the totem pole. Those are the teams that are going to give you the most trouble because really they're going to go out there with an extra pep in their step really trying to prove that they belong on the ice with you. And the Lightning have this week off, like I said, but they get back to it next week with a back-to-back against the Rangers and the Islanders in New York. And then they're on the road until the 15th, uh, playing against Columbus and then Boston, and back home against Nathan McKinnon in the Colorado Avalanche, which is going to be a phenomenal game. And I think that a lot of people are going to have their eyes on, especially with the MVP trophy conversation ongoing you know we all know Kucherov's gonna get his points McKinnon I'm sure is gonna continue to play well 
And that's going to be a game that I think really a lot of people around the NHL are going to be looking at, like I said. And, and not an easy schedule at all for the Tampa Bay Lightning in the month of February. Right after they play Boston and Colorado, they got Florida, which is another great, great matchup. Uh, rivalry on a Saturday afternoon. A game in which I think that, you know, that's really when you look at the schedule. And I say this every month about a certain amount of games. The Florida game is definitely a heat check game. And I think also as well as Boston, there's games every month uh, where I feel, you know, the Lightning are going to play well against this team and that team. Uh, there's games that they should win and games that are a, a toss-up. I think the game against uh, the Islanders, the game against Columbus, those are games that they should very well win. I think they could even beat the Rangers, uh, given how much they have struggled this year with their goaltending. Uh, with Igor Shosturk and Jonathan Quick has been spectacular for them. Um, but then you got Ottawa, you got you got Washington, you got the Islanders again, the Devils again, the Flyers again in Buffalo. But really that, that Panthers game is a game that's going to be a heat check game because that is a game where you look at it, um, it you're going to have a playoff atmosphere. You're going to have – it's an in-state in state rivalry. You have two teams that are in the top three, hopefully still at that time, uh, that are in the top two, uh, the bottom two, I guess, or or the top three of the division. And that's going to be a game where I, ever since last year, um, I feel like really the Florida Panthers are playing with somewhat of a chip on their shoulder whenever we talk about uh, how they – whenever they play against or whenever they're compared – against the the um the the lightning because now they've gone like i said they've gone from being that team who is kind of like the little brother to the tampa bay tampa bay lightning to now well we made it to a stanley cup final um in that amount of time so what are you going to say and and, and really that's going to be an interesting matchup as the the Lightning lost their first matchup three to the to to the Panthers, so that's definitely now at this point in the season. I think the Lightning are going to want to get one back, and you know what better way to to really continue their winning ways by picking up a big win at home against the Panthers. So that's going to be a game that I'm definitely going to circle on my calendar as well as you should too. But um, I expect the Lightning to continue to play good hockey. As how good? That's really just. I'm not going to sit here and say, well, the Lightning should be in second place in the division by the end of the year or even first. Um, I think really it's it's a week-to-week -week basis that we should really evaluate this team on because, as we all know, the Lightning have really had their weeks where they've played well, and then they have had their weeks where they've played absolutely putrid hockey. And, and I think that, you know, once you get those players that are injured for however long they will be injured, the Sergeyevs and the Chernex, uh, because like I stated before, the defense has been left to really, there's not a lot to be desired about how they played, but everybody counts. I think once you get that those guys back, you'll, you'll be able to see really what this team, how far they could really go, because, you know, you're going to really want to have those guys if you really want to make a, a deep playoff run. And I think that there's still a lot of hockey to be played for this team to where, you know, this Lightning team may not look the same way in February as it may look in March. Uh, we look at, you know, December and January. The Lightning have played 
exponentially better in the month of January than what they were in, in December. So really, you know, there's many identities to this team. And, and really, it's subject to change on a monthly basis, even a weekly basis. But I expect the Lightning at this point in time, they have a good they have a good groundwork that they have set for themselves. And I think that I would expect them to make the playoffs. I think now, kind of at this point in time, even though they're only separated by a point, the the Lightning, the third spot in the division is really theirs to lose. So um, I would expect them to hold on to it. And kind of just, you know, if anything, stay in that spot uh, as we get towards, like I said, the last 32 games of the season. So go ahead, as always, and subscribe to the podcast. Give us a follow where podcasts are distributed. We're also available on YouTube. So go ahead, drop a comment below this video. Hit the thumbs up button and hit the notification button. So as soon as the newest episode drops, you'll be notified. So in the meantime, that's been it for this episode of Locked on Lightning part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Adam Danker. I'll talk to you in the next one.